the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Vice plagiarist Kamala Harris. Everybody knows that uh, plagiarism has been a big part of Joe Biden's life. He's been getting nabbed doing it for over 40 years, close to 50 years, uh, including in the recent campaign. And it looks now like his choice for VP is okay with plagiarism, too. Have you seen the story about Kamala Harris? Now, she's tried to enhance her legend by telling, she already thinks she's a legend, by the way, but she has tried to enhance her legend by telling a story about herself when she was a toddler. She's obviously a phony, and she obviously is in love with herself, and she obviously uh, thinks she's going to be president about 20 minutes after Joe's inaugurated. And she obviously believed that she needed a story that could be told in the history books. You know, like uh, kind of like George Washington chopping down the cherry tree. Here she is back in June on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Out there protesting. Well, I was in a stroller. <laughs> I was in a stroller. And um, so I was out there. And, in fact, my wow. mother used to have a very funny story about I was fussing. And, and, and she said, Kamala, what do you want? And I said, and this is how she would say it. And she said, Kamala, what do you want? And I said, tweet him. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Tweeted. It was a much cuter story when she would tell it, but that's the story she told. <laughs> but, I mean, do you think that yeah, that's so. when it, you get instilled uh, to, to fight for what's right? There you go. That's Jimmy Fallon. And he, uh, you had to see the, uh, and, and by the way, she said freedom, as in freedom, a little kid saying freedom. And on the video, you can see by Jimmy's reaction that he just thinks it's wonderful. He almost falls off his chair, and you heard his reaction. So even back then, you knew that you wanted to stand up for what's right. But uh, Kamala saw that it played well, and she tried it again in an interview with Elle magazine back in October after she had been picked for vice plagiarist. This is what uh, was in Elle magazine. Uh, Senator Kamala Harris started her life's work young. She laughs from her gut. The way you, she does that a lot. Uh, she laughs from her gut the way you would with family as she remembers being wheeled through an Oakland, California civil rights march uh, in a stroller with no straps with her parents and her uncle. This is what she was talking about in the video, being at the uh, the civil rights march. So uh, she, she talks about uh, in a stroller with no straps with her parents and her uncle. At some point, she fell from the stroller. First of all, how about that? A few safety regulations existed for children's equipment back then, L Magazine points out. And then the adults, caught up in the rapture of protest, just kept on marching. By the time they noticed little Kamala was gone and doubled back, she was understandably upset. Quote, my mother tells the story about how I'm fussing, Harris says, and she's like, baby, what do you want? What do you need? And I just looked at her and I said, freedom. First of all, she fell out of the stroller, okay? And she's beat. So if you're in a stroller, you're you're probably uh I'm going to say you're you're no older than 4 or 5. Uh, that 5 would be really old I think to still be in a stroller. So she's like a a 4-year-old kid that falls out of the stroller first of all, and they just keep walking and she's, you know, getting trampled by people, I guess. She's back there and and, she, and when they find her, she says, "I just looked at her and I said, freedom." Well, I'm sure the interviewer for Elle magazine thought that was wonderful, and it is a nice story, kind of amazing when you think that uh, Kamala was showing signs of her love of freedom and her future as an activist there uh, when she was still in a stroller. Might even have been in diapers. Who knows? But here's the problem. Uh, somebody else who's you know pretty legendary told the same story back in 1965 in an interview with Playboy magazine. Uh, Martin Luther King, this is what Martin Luther King told Playboy magazine. I never will forget a moment in Birmingham 
when a white policeman accosted a little Negro girl, seven or eight years old, who was walking in a demonstration with her mother. What do you want? the policeman asked her gruffly. And the little girl looked him straight in the eye and answered, Feed him. Not feed him, but feed him. F-E-E-D-O-M. She couldn't even pronounce it, but she knew it was beautiful. Many times when I've been in sorely trying situations, the memory of that little one has come into my mind and has buoyed me. So uh, what what um, Kamala did there is put she became that little girl. Uh, that, that story was so moving and so inspirational that uh, she decided that that girl that Martin Luther King used uh, to, to buoy his spirits, to lift his spirits, is her. I mean, she, she is that person. She put herself right there in that uh, story. Of course, I don't think she was alive in 1965, but she might have been. Anyway, uh, what is it with these people like Kamala and the big guy? They're, they're so in love with themselves and so determined to get us to love them just as much that they need to lie like this. And here's an even bigger question, okay? This is a much bigger question, actually. How do they think they're going to get away with it, especially in 2021? Now, maybe if you did this, I don't know, 20 years ago before, it'd be almost 25 years ago before the Internet was uh, so accessible to everybody, before everybody knew what Google was, maybe. But they thought they, she thought she could get away with telling that story. Now, I haven't heard Kamala's spin on this yet now that she's been uh, nabbed, but I'm sure it's going to be a doozy. And I wouldn't expect Jimmy Fallon to have any fun with it, not as much as he would have if it were, say, uh, Sarah Palin. Can you imagine for one second what they would do, what, what they would have done to Sarah Palin if she had come out with a story like this? But you know who did have fun with it already, with this story? Babylon B, which happens to be my favorite follow on Twitter. Uh, and this is what Babylon B writes today. Kamala Harris chuckles as she tells the story. Not the chuckle of an insincere politician making up a story to appeal to her base, but the chuckle of a warm, loving woman. The kind of chuckle you would chuckle while hanging out with your family or locking up nonviolent drug offenders for decades. She recalled in her interview with the Babylon Bee how, as a little girl, she helped slaves escape to the north on the underground railroad. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> I'm sorry, but Babylon B is very funny, and that is just funny. The under, they, I mean, it, it, it took them how long to come up with underground whale woe? This story wasn't out in a half hour, and they came up with this. Did we mention how warm and sincere she was? It was like talking to your best bud. My parents were pushing me in a stroller, she says, cackling, no, chuckling, and I must have gotten loose somehow. At the time, there weren't any safety regulations on strollers, so this is not her parents' fault, just to be clear. Anyway, I wandered away down the down to the deep south and began <laughs> began helping slaves get to the free states. When my parents found me years later, they were understandably upset. They said, "Kamala, what are you doing?" She chuckled again. I replied, "I'm hel helping slaves escape on the underground railroad, mommy." Harris then revealed that one of the slaves she helped escape grew up to be <laughs> to be none other than Albert Einstein. Harris, with her likable laugh and authentic demeanor, went on to tell the story of how she helped Abraham Lincoln draft the Emancipation Proclamation and how she refused to give up her seat on a bus launching the Civil Rights Movement. <laughs> I'm sorry, Babylon B hit a home run with this one. Hard to believe we're probably going to get at least four years of this. Uh, terrible for the country. Terrible for the country. Great for talk radio boy that's great that that babylon b thing made my day anyway when we come back i have some catching up to do on some major stupidity from 2020 stick around hello beautiful i'm amy Arrett, founder of madison reed a hair color company i named after my daughter We've heard from thousands of women about hair color, and the number one question is how to find the right shade. With Madison Reed, we guarantee a perfect shade match or your money back. It's easy. Take our online color quiz to determine your perfect shade. See yourself in your best shade with our online try-on tool or call our licensed colorist seven days a week. Our ammonia-free hair color delivers gorgeous, soft, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with 100% gray coverage. Enjoy two great ways to get Madison Reed hair color. 
Visit a Madison Reed color bar or shop madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code BETTERWAY. That's code BETTERWAY. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Thanks to Genesis 950, I can have gas for the holidays without the shame of pet stains and odors. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for my family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's Made in America. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. Need a holiday gift for a pet owner? They will love Genesis 950. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950. Genesis950.com. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak, available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with plug-in pest-free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest-Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away, 100% chemical-free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Before I get to a couple of things from... uh Cleaning up some stuff from uh, the year-ender that I didn't get a chance to do because it was off for two weeks. So I wanted to mention here just one couple other quick things here about Kamala Harris. Um, she apparently wrote about this story in her book in uh, 2019. Uh, she had a book out, and, and she told this story. So she's told this story not once, multiple times. She has um, declared herself to be the basically come out and declared herself to be the little girl that uh, Martin Luther King, not obviously not exactly meaning that she was that girl, but she created, she, she used that girl to create an image of herself that uh, would make her just seem so inspirational and, and destined for greatness. That's, that's what that story is supposed to mean, by the way, that, and that's why she tells it, that it was it's her telling you that she was so perceptive back then, even as a toddler who had fallen out of her stroller, that she um, was destined for greatness. She just, uh, at, at that young age, she knew what that, that uh, civil rights march was all about, freedom. And uh, she said so. So, but just imagine for one second what would be going on in the media tonight on CNN, MSNBC, and everywhere else if Sarah Palin 
had told a story like that and gotten caught in the lie. I'll be interested to see how much play this gets, if it gets any, other in any place other than Newsmax and Fox News. But um, uh, so she th- she has been telling the story for a while and in multiple uh, locations. So um, that's who you got for your vice president, possibly for the next four years. So I I came across some other stuff that I wanted to to, um, to mention here that uh, some stuff from from you know that I would have done as a year ender. I wanted to make sure that I got a chance to uh, to talk about it. But uh, one of the one of the most amazing things that I saw was a, a piece from um, I think it was uh, uh, PJ Media, and I think he's I think it was yeah it was Tyler O'Neill who's been a guest on this show multiple times. He came he he made a list of the ten. Uh, 10 climate alarmist predictions for 2020 that went horribly wrong. I can't get into the detail on all of them, I don't have enough time, but uh, there's things like the average global temperature going up 3 degrees Celsius. Uh, that was a prediction, and it was couldn't have been more wrong. Um, that's uh, that, was, that was made in 1987 by the Star Phoenix in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. It quoted James Hansen of, of NASA's Goddard Institute. It uh, said that... Um, his his model, those models are dangerous, aren't they? Predicted an average temperature increase between one and a half and one degree Celsius by the end of the 90s. And within 15 to 20 years of this, the Earth will be warmer than it has been in the past 100,000 years. We will experience an average temperature increase of around three degrees with even greater extremes. Uh, the, um, the real uh, increase has been uh, about 0.64 degrees since 1987. Same with global emissions. Uh, the, Glo- the Vancouver Sun cited a paper in the journal Science, University of Washington Research, Minz Stoiver, predicted that the con- uh, concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere will have doubled by 2020. And uh, he said that uh, by mid-century, the CO2 concentration will be five to ten times its present level. Unfortunately for this guy, the CO2 in the atmosphere hasn't come close to doubling. Uh, it's actually... Um, it's an, an increase of 23%, and uh, that's, that's not quite doubling. And then there's the, this is one of my favorites, no snow on Mount Kilimanjaro, okay? Back in 2001, the Vancouver Sun reported, quote, snows of Kilimanjaro to vanish by 2020. You know, back in 2001, 2020 seemed like it may as well be 3,020. That seemed like so far off, 20 years. Uh, he says that at this rate, all the ice will be gone between 2010 and 2020. This was Lonnie Thompson, a geologist at Ohio State, and that is probably a conservative estimate, he said. And Al Gore, in his documentary, An Inconvenient Truth, also predicted that there would be no snow on Kilimanjaro in 2020. But in February of 2020, that's, uh, you know, eight months, what is that? Uh, I don't know, how many? How long ago? Uh, Ten months ago. The Times of London reported that the staying power of Kilimanjaro, this is a quote, the staying power of Kilimanjaro snow defies Al Gore's gloomy forecast. The snow has certainly got my clients talking, Methley Swy, owner of the Just Kilimanjaro Trekking Company, told the Times. Many of people have made Kilimanjaro a bucket list priority because of the Al Gore deadline, but when they get here, they are pleasantly surprised to find lots of snow. Now, this is Al Gore, the guy who won. The, did he win the Pulitzer for that, or the Nobel Peace Prize? He won for the uh, for the wonderful story, the wonderful job he did on the uh, on the climate on that on that um, documentary. And here we are. Is anybody going to call him on it? Is he going to have to answer for this? Does, I mean, I don't know if anybody has any reason to ever interview Al Gore again, but when you see him interviewed, does anybody say to him, hey, hey Al, i got a list of a few things here. Here's one. Uh, you said there wasn't going to be any snow on Mount Kilimanjaro in 2020. Apparently, there's still lots of snow there. Well, were you wrong about that? What if we would have listened to you and the other idiots out there telling us that the world was about to end if we didn't? Do what you tell us to do. And there's one of my favorite ones, that rising sea levels in the Sunshine State. That's number five. Uh, in 1986, the EPA's Jim Titus, this is the EPA now, predicted that the sea level around Florida would rise two feet by 2020. According to uh, NOAA, the sea level at Virginia Key has risen by about 
nine centimeters, which works out to 3.54 inches. He said two feet by 20. That was reported in the Miami Herald back in 1986. Now, 1986, 2020 may as well have been 21-25. That was, that's so far in the future that you can predict anything, and people just nod their head and, and, and say, boy, I'm glad I'll probably be dead by then, or they'll be saying that they, you know, that, that they just hope that something happens to, to prevent that prediction from coming true. But that's what he said. That's what he said. And then there's another one. Number six, people will become unfamiliar with snow. This was in March of 2000, not quite 20 years ago. David Viner, a senior research scientist at the Climate Research Unit of the University of East Anglia in England, predicted that winter snowfall will become, quote, I remember this, a very rare and exciting event. Children just aren't going to know what snow is, according to this guy in 2000. Heavy snow will return occasionally, Viner predicted, but the Brits would not be prepared for it when it does. We're really going to get caught out. Snow will probably cause chaos in 20 years' time. Well, snow is still very much a thing in the United Kingdom, and Scotland's snowplows, called gritters, have been very much up to the task, it says here. Scotland had gotten about 10 centimeters of snow in some places by early December 2020. I think that's a month ago. Uh, the daily rep- uh, record recorded. Traffic Scotland says that its current winter fleet consists of 213 vehicles that are available for plowing and spreading salt. So uh, good thing that they didn't listen too closely to David Viner back in March of 20, uh, uh, March of 2000 because he said there would be no snow. The kids wouldn't know what it is. I remember that prediction. And then uh, here's another one. This is number eight. Global conflict and nuclear war. This is from The Guardian in 2004 on a Department of Defense report predicting that climate change could be America's greatest national security threat. Did you get that? Among other things, the report predicted nuclear war, endemic conflict over resources, and European cities, are you ready, underwater by when? 2020. That's, 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 that's gone. We're, all, we're all ready to 2021. Pentagon report claimed that peace occurs when resources increase or when populations die off. Quote, but such peaceful periods are short-lived because population quickly rises to once again push against carrying capacity and warfare resumes. Uh, as, uh, and he says here, not only has nuclear war failed to materialize, but the world has become more peaceful in the last 30 years. So this guy was predicting nuclear war in 2020. Hasn't didn't happen. Maybe 2021. And then there's this one, the end of Arctic ice, April 2013. That's only, what, eight years ago. The Lancaster Eagle Gazette reported that NOAA scientists predicted, quote, ranges for an ice-free Arctic from 2020 to after 2040. It is reasonable to conclude Arctic ice Loss is very likely to occur in the first rather than the second half of the 21st century with a possibility of loss within a decade or two. According to the National Snow and Ice Data Center at the University of Colorado Boulder, there were 3.9 million square kilometers of sea ice in the Arctic Sea at its annual minimum in September 2020. So none. They said there would be none, but there's actually... (laughs) 3.9 million square kilometers of it. And then they also predicted that there would be no glaciers at Glacier National Park. The U.S. Geological Survey ecologist Daniel Fogre predicted that the glaciers uh, would disappear by 2020. His research, quote, reveals that temperatures in Glacier National Park have risen higher than was predicted. The Montana glaciers are now expected to be gone by 2020. Uh... So this uh, didn't happen. Climate uh, alarmists have been forecasting doom for more than 50 years, and their predictions fall again and again. And there are still, by the way, plenty of glaciers. If you want to take a trip out to Glacier National Park, they erected signs warning that its signature glaciers would be gone by 2020 back in 2010. This year, the park rushed to change the signs as the glaciers still existed. Hey, when we come back... We're going to talk to the executive director and founder of uh, Power of the Future about what to expect from Joe Biden and the idiots he has surrounding him, advising him on client, 
Many of them were probably involved in some of these stupid, ridiculous pr- predictions that didn't come true that I just told you about. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Georgia election officials say voting is going smoothly across the state. The outcome of the election will determine whether Democrats or Republicans control the Senate. An Illinois teenager who fatally shot two people and wounded a third amidst sometimes violent summer protest in the streets of Kenosha, Wisconsin, has pleaded not guilty to charges including intentional homicide. 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse entered the plea in a brief hearing conducted by teleconference. Meanwhile, a Wisconsin prosecutor has announced that he will not file criminal charges against a white police officer who shot a black man in the back in Kenosha last summer, leaving him paralyzed and setting off the sometimes violent protest in the city. On Wall Street, the Dow gained 167 points today. The Nasdaq was up 120. This is SRN News. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to SelectQuote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Q Hewitt looks at 2021. I actually believe it will be a year of extraordinary economic growth. And it will be much more quickly a vaccinated population in the United States because the county governments are going to figure it out. And the president-elect and Dr. Joe Biden and Ron Klain and Jake Sullivan aren't going to have a lot to do with that. They really aren't. Local governments have always done the vaccination. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year... Another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. Daisy sheds like crazy. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she has dandruff and an oily coat. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for Cats was coming out. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them. Dynavite is a life changer. Lately, she's been a lot more playful, a lot more energetic, more active. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W- CS Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Starting to clear out on the Parkway East and the Parkway West. Not doing too badly at all. Outbound Liberty Tunnels accident now clear just past Liberty Bridge. On 2nd Avenue southbound, you're down to one lane with construction between Hot Metal Street and Blair Street that were scheduled through the 15th. Strip District is ongoing sinkhole repair shutting down Smallman Street between 33rd and 35th Street. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. 
Weather. We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a couple of flurries. Untreated surfaces will be slippery tonight. We'll reach a low of 30. Tomorrow, expect a morning flurry or two. Otherwise, cloudy skies. Tomorrow, we'll reach a high of 35. Tomorrow night, areas of low clouds with a low of 28. Thursday, cloudy skies with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. A few minutes ago, I uh, gave you a nice list of climate experts who were wrong about what was going to happen, big time wrong, what was going to happen in uh, 2020. Joe Biden has a nice start on 2040. He's picked a bunch of radicals to advise him on saving the planet from climate change. Daniel Turner is the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. He's been warning us about this, and he joins us now. Daniel, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, Mr. Steigerwald, always a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so, yeah, I'm glad to have you. So uh, who are these people uh, that are surrounding uh, Joe, Biden, Joe Biden? I know John Kerry is one. We know he's a lunatic. Yes, and, and he has the austere position of global climate en- envoy or envoy. I didn't yeah, know such a position existed. I can't find it in the Constitution, and I don't know where he's getting his budget from. Um, but you know he's going to have an awful lot of power to go around the world and sign us up for some treaty, which really takes away our God-given rights. Um, so that's a real commercial. Yeah, sure he will, exactly. Because people like John Kerry never charter private jets and, right. and stay at very expensive hotels. Um, he also has this other individual, Gina McCarthy. Now, Gina was the uh, EPA administrator under President Obama. And he brought, uh, Biden has brought back Gina McCarthy in this position of domestic climate czar. So we've got a global climate envoy and a domestic climate czar, and they will work hand, hand in hand doing what? I don't know. Again, these are, these are, uh, extra constitutional positions. These are positions that have never existed before. Um, I don't know what their authority will be. I don't know who will challenge it, but more than anything, um, these czar positions, since they don't come through the Constitution, there's really no government accountability, right? We hold the Secretary of State accountable through our senators, right? They appoint them, they confirm them, and they also haul them into hearings and grill them with difficult questions, uh, cabinet positions, other appointees. But these right. people don't go through Congress. And so who holds them accountable? Joe Biden? Well, will he hold him as accountable as he has held his son accountable these last couple of years? So I don't know what they what what the future portends with their newfound position and authority. Well, I don't think Joe's going to be president for four years, uh, and I don't know what to think of Kamala Harris. And I'm not sure Joe's going to be remember who he appointed to be uh, his advisors for anything. But uh, I guess that remains to be seen. But they're all big on electric cars, uh, especially Gavin Newsom in California. And you write about this. Uh, this will only make us more dependent on China, much more. How is that? Why yeah, is that? Um, and, and you mentioned the Gavin Newsom example. He has banned the sale of gas-powered vehicles, I believe, starting in 2030 in the state of California. So you can no longer buy a gas-powered vehicle in the state, which means... If you have not yet bought a dealership on the Nevada border, you should go ahead and do so because everyone will just drive across the border and buy a car out of state and bring it back. So that's right. my stock tip for everybody. <laughs> but you're right. These electric vehicles, and I have nothing against them in terms of technology or you know, drive your Prius if you want, but China controls about 70% of the electric vehicle market currently. And not only that, the elements that require electric cars to work, the, the rare earth elements they're called, it's a series of 17 rare earth minerals that, are, that have to be mined, China controls 95% of that market, which is, is a huge national security risk in any capacity. But the American car is, is synonymous with the American spirit, right? I mean, going back to the age of Henry Ford and getting your car and... and Uh, the the rock and roll songs that were written about having your own car. Your car was a sense of freedom. Well, when China's going to control 95% of that market, what does that mean for the future of the American car? Well, China continues to supply the minerals, the manufacturing. Um, You may not like the auto industry or you may not like the combustion engine, but you cannot deny 
that it is it is completely and wholeheartedly domestic. It is American, and it cannot be outsourced unnecessarily. The green vehicles are outsourced, and so we are giving China tremendous leverage over us, and I don't like that. I don't like that in any capacity. I never want to see us lose our autonomy, especially to a communist country. Yeah, we're supposed to be going in the opposite direction now. We're supposed to, I thought. We were supposed to have learned our lesson about being too dependent on China for things like prescription drugs, and and uh, and and also we're supposed to be uh, supposed to have become a little bit more wary about allowing them even to have any access to anything here in this country. And now you have somebody who's getting ready to take over as president of the United States, and who also, by the way, has a kind of a a problem with uh, his dealings with China that he needs to explain, and he's going to jump in with both feet on this? That makes no exactly. sense. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, our, our, our beloved, may he rest in peace, former President Ronald Reagan gave us a wonderful example of dealing with a communist country. You cannot deny the power of the Soviet Union, their influence in the world, but we were never dependent on them for our, our economy. We were never dependent on them for our goods. Um, for some reason, China has tricked America for 30 years now that they're the good communists. And, and sure, they're just as communists as the Russians, but we'll, but we'll buy things from them. And we've slowly allowed them to take parts of our economy and our manufacturing section, uh, sector and our jobs. And, and so turning over something like this, the whole green industry is really dominated by China. You know, there's, a, there's a quote from 1992 by the then premier uh, Deng Xiaoping, people may remember that name. He was the premier of China. And he said, you know, the Middle East has oil, but China has rare earths. And so going back to 1992, he realized they could l- position themselves to be indispensable to future technologies. And they have done so with, with American complicity. Um, and rather than elbow them out, and we have the capacity to do that, we've allowed them to gain a larger market share and made us vulnerable. And Joe Biden's going to let them exploit that even more. Talking to Daniel Turner, he's the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. Um, Daniel, you mentioned the, the rare earth and these rare elements that are used to make the, uh, I guess, the batteries and the, th- the chargers and the things that go into making an electric car. You would think that uh, the fact that it's rare, the, these elements are rare, would kind of raise a red flag for people who are environmentally conscious because if they're rare, that means that you. I, in most cases, when it comes to situations like this, we look for ways not to overuse rare elements because you become the depend, dependent on them and then they're gone. I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense that an environmentalist would be in favor of this. No, and, and this is the, the contradiction that uh, envelops the green movement. Again, the Green Movement has convinced us that they have these noble aspirations. It's just about a clean air and a clean earth. And they say, well, don't you want those things? And of course we do. So we tend to think that they have good intentions. Um, For example, the Green Movement is trying to stop pipelines. Well, what do we do when we stop pipelines? We have to truck or or use trains uh, to get our, 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 our petrochemicals around the country. What's greener, a pipeline or a, a truck. Well, a pipeline is greener. So why would they protest the pipeline? In the same way when it comes to this industry, we have rare earth elements in America, um, but the green industry has, has prohibited the mining of them. Senator Dianne Feinstein has basically shut down mining in California, which has a lot of rare earth mines. So we can't mine them here in America, keep the jobs, keep the tax revenue, and do it responsibly because you know if we're mining in America, we're doing it with great respect for the earth, with government oversight, with environmental cause. Instead, we're going to allow China to do this, which uses slave labor, which uses child labor. And what do they do to the earth? We have no idea because the green groups don't go to China because they would all get arrested. So everyone just ignores the fact that China is destroying the earth and polluting. They are the world's largest polluter and they get the tax revenue, and we don't get the benefit of having the jobs in America. So you say, well, is it about the earth? Is it about climate? Or is it about something larger? And it's about power. It's about, it, it, it's about politics. And that's what the Green Movement has always been about. And as you said in your piece at, was it Real Clear Energy, 
uh, dot com um, that one of the reasons China is pushing electric cars, not one of the reasons, maybe the reason, they don't have any oil. No, and, uh, <laughs> we we have all the oil we need now. We're 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 energy independent in the U.S. and uh, China would like to change that. They have no oil. Yeah. They they have to import every no. drop of oil, right? And if you are looking at, at China from a strategic perspective, if you're in, in the Communist Party there and you say, what are our vulnerabilities? Importing 10 million barrels of oil a day is a vulnerability. It's an expense, and the world could potentially, oh, and I wish we had the guts to do so, the world could cut them off, right? We could decide we're not letting China buy any more oil so what does China do? Well, they push green vehicles, and the green movement applauds them and says, look at them, they're all driving electric vehicles. They're doing it because they don't have any oil. We have so much oil in this country. We have so much gas. We have so much coal that energy independence is, is a position of leverage. It's a position of autonomy, strength, and it is a position of environmental stewardship. But again, we have sacrificed those things, and the Biden administration is going to sacrifice them even more, all for this political agenda of climate change. It puts, it puts America in a much, much weaker position. We're talking to Daniel Turner. He's the founder and executive director of Power of the Future. And, uh, Daniel, you have been warning uh, about this for a while, uh, going back to early in this campaign, about uh, what the, the Democratic Party, even before they had a nominee, just in general, just the, uh, in, the, in the Democratic uh, platform, that this stuff is so dangerous and and really to me it's even more stupid than it is dangerous that's that's what bugs me i um i i can i don't mind to having a debate about something but i just don't have a whole lot of patience for anything that's just stupid like somebody like gavin newsom out in california i think he's 2035 is when he said it but uh he said with a straight face that he thinks he can ban all new gas power vehicles, as you mentioned, in, in, in 15 years. I mean, how does he th- – and people, what do they do out there, just nod and, and, and agree and think that he's wonderful when he says that? Does anybody call him on it? No, and, and that's the frustrating thing, and that's what I try to do with Power of the Future is just draw out these logical extensions. Electric cars can work great. Right now the technology works great if you are in an urban area or you, you know the route you're taking and you know you can get on a charge. But if you have farm equipment, and I live on a small farm, I have a small farm when I need a pickup truck, right? What do I do with a, with a Prius? How much am I hauling with my Prius, right? Electric right. batteries are very, very, very heavy. That's their biggest shortfall. They are tremendously heavy, and therefore, the car capacity is small. You don't see enormous electric vehicles. We may get there in the future. I don't deny that. And my organization is called Power the Future because I believe our future is always going to be bright in America. But we cannot hurry the future in for political purposes. And so by saying, well, we're going to eliminate it, we've never advanced in America by banning something. Right? And if you look at our great inventors, Thomas Edison didn't ban candles. Right. Clearly, the, the light bulb was a better idea, but he didn't try to outlaw his competition. And if green vehicles see the gas industry, the, 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 the combustion engine as a competition, eliminating them does not make their product better. In fact, in the long run, it will make their product worse. I have I, I bought an electric bicycle about, uh, about like almost a year ago, last uh, February or March. It's one of the best purchases I ever made. That battery's really heavy, though. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and it's a great thing to have, by the way, just off the subject a little bit here, but it's great because I can do 20 miles on it, and I get to see a lot of different things and go a lot of different places, and I don't kill myself going up hills. I get a good workout. and So, I mean, I'm not against electric vehicles. I'm not even against electric cars, as you say. No, um, not at all. I, I think they, they they work. It's a good idea in urban areas where you can charge a car and it'll run for two hundred miles, and you you only go two hundred miles a week. You don't have to charge yeah. it every day. And that's and and that's a great point you make about urban areas, and that's why the the Green New Deal is a dangerous piece of policy because if you can even call it policy, it's gibberish. But that's why it's dangerous because it was written by urbanites. And I'm an urbanite, right? I'm from Queens, and I lived 17 years in D.C. I am new to rural America, 
and I am very proud of the fact that I have yet to kill any of my farm animals. I'm a new farmer, and I'm experimenting, and it's and it's and it's a blast. But I'm new to this world. But but I am an urbanite, and urbanites don't represent rural America. So when AOC talks about we're going to have high speed rail, well, do, do we really think Montana is going to get high speed rail? Right, Alaska. I spend a lot of time in Alaska. It's huge. Do, do, do we really think they're going to build a train to connect all of Alaska? Right? They can't build a train from Los Angeles to Sacramento in under a decade, and they're at eighty billion dollars, and the train is still not built. That's and that's urban America. <laughs> so when they right. say we're going to connect all of America with high speed rail, you say, okay, well that's someone who grew up in in Brooklyn. But, but go to rural America and see how they live. When I have to drive 15 miles to go to the grocery store, a high-speed rail is not going to do me any good. So, so what will four years of uh, the idiotic policies that the people that are surrounding Joe Biden will try to, uh, try to make happen, what, what will that, I mean, what will, this, what will we look like in four years? Will it be irreversible if they're, if they're left un, unattended? And if they, especially if they get the Senate and have they nobody, they, they can't be stopped. Yeah, and and you know I haven't heard if any pipes have burst yet in a polling place in Georgia where they suddenly have to bring in a bunch of plumbers with huge suitcases. Yeah, right. Uh, as happened last time, so yeah. I'm not optimistic what's going on there. But you're, I don't think it's irreversible, but I think it will do an awful lot of damage in 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 the long run and in the short term. Excuse me, um, by by making things expensive, by 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 making oil and gas expensive We're in the middle of winter everyone's heating bill you get the monthly bill right what's going to happen when we make those things more expensive every month compounded by this persecution of the fossil fuel industry so it's going to inflict an awful lot of damage and they're going to tell you it's good for the planet they're going to tell you it's good for the earth but they're also going to be like we joked at the beginning flying on private jets ignoring look they ignore their own covid protocols you know they're going to ignore their own green protocols as well yeah well it's it's scary to think about uh daniel and i'm glad you're uh, still you know, making people aware of how stupid it is it's amazing to me that these people um that say the things that they say with a straight face i i gave a list of all the things they were wrong about in a segment before you came on about all the predictions they made for 2020 that were not even close to come, that didn't come close to coming true. So uh, I just I just hope they we can control them somehow for the four years and save the planet from them when, when they're done. I appreciate you being on. <laughs> exactly, save the planet, save the American dream, um, and 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 you know give us a little bit of fight. That's one thing I will give President Trump a lot of credit for. He has given people the will to fight, and we're going to have a fight on our hand these next couple of years. Yep, and the, and I appreciate you being on. I'm sure we'll have you on again, Daniel. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Okay, that's Daniel Turner. And again, uh, the people, the, the, what we have to save the planet from is idiots like Joe Biden and uh, John Kerry. We'll be right back. Election fraud, radical abortion rights open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film, Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical. George Soros and the scheme to remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code Pittsburgh. That's SalemNow.com. Promo code Pittsburgh. 
We're all thinking a lot about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I guess tomorrow uh, we'll be talking about the, uh, the Senate race in Georgia. I don't have any belief that we're going to know who won by uh, maybe. I don't think we'll know by this time tomorrow. But what do I know? Um, but uh, they're already warning, warning people to uh, be ready for a delayed counts, uh, leads changing, um, and uh, not finding anything out probably tomorrow. Meanwhile, some other um, big news. I guess I think this is pretty big news. The officers in char in uh, the Jacob Blake shooting uh, will fa- will not face charges. They are not going to face charges. Uh, Rustin Shesky is the uh, guy who actually shot um, Blake in the back. He will not be charged. And uh, this, uh, the, the DA said that uh, Blake was armed with a knife that was not visible in the video footage. He says it's a narrow task today. It's a legal and professional task. Everybody has seen the video, and so from their perspective, they have tried the case at their computer screen or from their living room. He said Blake was armed with a knife that was not visible in the video footage and admitted to having one during the incident. Statements that he was unarmed contradicts what Blake told authorities. He even tells us at different times he had the knife in different hands. And so he arms himself with a knife and refuses to drop that knife, and he got shot in the back. And that's kind of what happens when you uh, resist arrest uh, and uh, and you have a knife in your hand. There's a really good chance you're going to get shot. And in a statement, Blake family attorney Ben Crump and co-counsels Patrick Salvi and B. Ivory Lamar said, quote, the decision... Uh, further destroys trust in the justice system, of course. So that's what you have. The shooting justified. Sorry. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.